many people ask me about the home that they first bought when they were just married, they didn't have kids yet, and for whatever reason, sometimes it's the economy, sometimes it's just because they could. They didn't sell that house when they got the, the house they moved into when they had kids. And they've been renting it out, renting it out, renting it out. Before you know it, the home that they might have paid 150000 for, even after the bubble and everything, is suddenly worth $200,000. And they don't owe one hundred and twenty; they owe sixty. And when you look at it, even after closing costs and commissions to the broker who sells it for you, they're still going to net out maybe 185,000 minus the 60. They got 125,000 if they want to do something about it. Well, what if it's in an area that I don't particularly think is good for them to be in, and I'll pick on my own area, Southern California. Because I have these conversations with California investors all the time, and you get a lot of hemming and hawing until you pin them down in the corner and they go, okay, okay, the rent price ratio is horrible. And the stuff in Texas or Boise or sometimes in, in Tennessee or the Carolinas is better. Stop saying it out loud. But money's money. And when you can take 120 or 80 even, something like that, and you can sell that and you can either pay the taxes on it or you can do a tax-deferred exchange, whatever makes sense for your particular circumstances, you can now go get something that most of my clients like, which is the brand new duplex in a blue chip location. What the heck is a blue chip location? I erased all debate years ago when I started running into this subjective definition problem. Because your nine might be my seven or vice versa, right? Well, my mom is 83 years old. She's had a couple of minor strokes. She lives with us now totally mobile, but she shouldn't be alone. But I would put her in every single investment that I've put my clients in since I've been to Texas, and I'd put her there to live alone. That stops all argument. So that's how good these locations are, and that's how good the buildings are. Now, what if they can take this eighty to 125000 that they got, and they put a down payment usually going to be about 25%. They got a 30-year fixed rate loan. These days, it's the high fours, 5%. Fixed for 30 years. It's got cash flow, and they don't have to think about it. There's management there. We've got a whole team. Everything's done. What they've really done is they've gone from a Southern California market to a superior Texas market. Now, we don't have to go through all the reasons why they're superior or inferior. Just understand, we've done the analysis. And anybody who lives in Southern California is already nodding their head. They know what I'm talking about. So here's what happens. They now own this duplex. And they started out with the first home they ever bought. They turned into a rental. The idea is, in a nutshell, to dig out a retirement for themselves. So maybe they bought that first home in their mid-20s, early 30s. They're now 40. And they're going to retire 
sometime between 55 and 65. So they've got 15 to 25 years. So what to do? They don't print money. They're not making a quarter million dollars a year. They work hard. She's a stay-at-home mom. They got two or three kids. They live in Southern California, for heaven's sakes. It costs a lot to live here. So what they do is they figure out in the family budget, look it, between our budget and, and the cash flow that the duplex is getting, we can add $750 a month to the payment on the duplex. Now what this does is it ends up paying off the property a lot sooner than 30 years. So let's say by hook or by crook, this ends up paying off the property when they're 53, okay? If they're going to retire at 65, they've got over a decade to go. They now have a free and clear property. Now, I'm not saying I wouldn't have called them up and say, hey, guys, you're not free and clear yet, but the market says you should sell again and buy more or do a trade tax deferred or any number of other strategies combined. But let's just say, we're just going to be so boring, so vanilla, we're not even going to have chocolate sauce on this. So in 12 years, they've got a free and clear property. Let's say it never went up in value, or just enough to cover closing costs. Say it's worth $300,000. They can take that, that property, and they can be very close to the best, very conservative, and borrow $200,000 with a phone call. I know this can be done because I've seen me do it, okay? So now they've got $200,000, and we're assuming that the interest rates made that worthwhile. They're not going to stay in, in, the, in five or just below five or just over five forever. But if it's still around 6% or so, six and a half, that's something that you would strongly consider doing. It would be to your benefit. Now you got $200,000. It's, a, it's not a taxable event. That's a free 200000 So you've lowered your, the cash flow you were starting to enjoy right away from having no loan on the duplex, but you've got 200000 What do you do? Well, you can buy a couple more duplexes, maybe a fourplex. Who knows? Maybe you can start a note portfolio. Now, there's an idea. You take the $200,000, and you go out and you end up with 300000 in discounted reperforming notes. That 200000 is generating maybe $2,000 a month to you. Clearly, that was more than the duplex was making you after expenses and vacancies and all that, right? And after debt service. So now, you're making $2,000 a month. And let's assume that maybe you're netting after taxes let's call it maybe 1400 Let's even get really draconian. Let's call it 1200 That's a lot of taxes. So you take the $1,200 and you start paying off that loan sooner. Remember now, it's been 13 years, 12 or 13 years. You're probably making more money than before. Now you're going to take that, that $1,200, you're going to add it to whatever you can come up in your budget, and you're going to pay off that loan. Well, by the time you, you've gotten to 65 years old, 
it's been another 12 years, say, you've paid that, that duplex off again, but it didn't take you 12 or 13. It probably took you eight or nine. And you probably did another refi. And you probably got another bunch of notes with another 200000 tax-free. So now you own notes for which you laid out $400,000 that are generating, give or take, $50,000 a year that is paying off that duplex for the third time since you got it when you were 40. It's 25 years later. You can do it again. It became free and clear, and just two or three years before your retirement, you did the 400, the total of that. Do you realize that that once you did that again and you decided to keep that duplex free and clear at retirement, that duplex is now generating several thousand dollars a year, probably somewhere, give or take, fifteen to twenty-five thousand. We don't know what the who knows what the economy is going to be in twenty-five years. But it could be 30, 35 by then. I always assume no increase in that operating income. Let's all be happily surprised. So now you've got 50000 a year, but for the last three years before retirement, you were making 50000 a year before taxes. Let's call that thirty-five. For three years, you've collected over $100,000 in after-tax note payments. Those payments bought notes. Those payments are now themselves generating another grand a month at least. So now you're making over five thousand a month from notes. Let's call it twenty thousand from the duplex. You're making about sixty-five thousand from notes. You're making another twenty from the duplex, and that doesn't count anything else you did anywhere else. And all you were doing was being a normal American family, not living up to their eyeballs, and just being as boring as dust on a wall in how you approach things. You didn't try to see how risky you could get. You didn't try to see how close to the edge of the cliff you could get and how fast you could go. You just had the good old plow horse pulling your old hand-me-down wagon for 25 years. And what you ended up with is, give or take, seven grand a month. And you have notes that are, that are paying off randomly. And by the way, in that 15-year period you started buying notes, after a while, what happens is those notes started to pay off. So when I tell you that you've got six or $7,000 in payments at retirement, you've got more than that. My 40 plus years of experience tells me that every five to 10 years on average, we, we don't know, we can't predict, it's foolish. But that means you made the profit, you only paid 15% taxes on them because they're treated as capital gains, and you bought bigger notes. So when I tell you between the duplex and the $400,000 worth of discounted notes you bought, but the built-in profit was only giving you a total of about eighty, eighty-five thousand a year. That's if none of those notes ever paid off. You were the first one in the history of man to experience that. What's probably going to happen is you're going to retire with six figures. 
and you, all you did to start it was not sell the original home you bought and you were just boring all the way through. You listened at all the barbecues for 25 years, how your neighbors are doing this, that, and the other, and it's all sexy and spectacular. Meanwhile, you've got eighty dollars to $100,000 coming in plus Social Security. And that's how you do it and remain boring.